there and welcome to the latest edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast which is brought to you by fans for fans and where the content is absolutely free. Uh, it's another preview show for you tonight guys, we're going to have a look at the Annan game tomorrow, uh, Scottish Cup uh, away, half five kickoff on Premier Sport, the most inappropriate named sports channel of all time. <laughs> As I say to you every week guys, it's not just the... It's not just a pod that we do here. There's loads of stuff on the website. Uh, there's the forums, articles, all that kind of stuff. Frankie's social media. There's a, there's a history archive on the website as well. So get yourself onto that. As I say every week as well, guys, if you can put the word out there that we're here, promote the pod, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got over 5,000 subscribers now. So uh, we would like some more if possible. Uh, so put the word out there in social media. Uh, we've, we've got a, a new guest tonight. Uh, we've, we've, we've done some uh, business in the January window and uh, we've got a loan <laughs> deal from the, the guys at This Is Ibrox uh, I don't know whether there's an option to buy or anything like that in that I'm not, I'm not entirely sure uh, or whether he's fit at the moment uh, a bit like Ramsey I don't know if Scott's fit to play he'll maybe only give us 15 minutes tonight and then come back next week I don't know hey, but it's Scott Parson how are you Scott? I'm very well Colin yeah, thanks for having me on uh, delighted to be here probably not as fit as I'd like to be to be perfectly honest with you but uh, yeah looking forward to the next hour or so uh, an hour oh Friday oh you'll be pushing it mate my Chinese is coming in 25 minutes uh, <laughs> before, before I get started right, we'll have a wee look at the, the Hibs game on uh, Wednesday go over that again and obviously look at the game tomorrow uh, against Annan which brings back memories that's why I've got the, the 2012 oh, shot there I just thought it's a great top know, isn't it as a good, it's just a shame it was in such a shite time of our history yeah, before I go on, I need to mention uh, our partners at uh, Zenith Coins. Uh, they're, they're doing a limited edition at the moment, a limit, limited edition range. Uh, there's only 1,872 of these sets worldwide. So very historic, and it's, it's around the club's 150th anniversary. Uh, so the five sort of points of this uh collection is the Founding Fathers, uh, Ibrook Stadium, the Cup Winners Cup win in 72, nine in a row and 55 league titles. Uh, they're released in small batches, there's so many being released at the moment and uh, there's more to come. If you want to find out more about that, visit www.zenithcoins.com. Okay, right, on to business then, Scott. Uh, so have a wee look at Wednesday night's performance and I think I think it's fair to say after Sunday, you know, after we, we, we dumped Hearts 5-0, a sort of return to form after the horror show against Celtic, obviously. I would have to say, I mean, some people I've spoken to have felt that Wednesday's performance was better than, than the, the performance against Hearts. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was certainly more of the same. You know, thoroughly deserved win, thoroughly convincing performance. Yeah, I think the thing about the, the match on Wednesday, it had a little bit less of the, the maybe the pizzazz that the, the Sunday afternoon had um, one thing I think that the overarching feeling as a as a supporter I think is the fact that after the, the match at Celtic Park the one thing the support was absolutely crying out for was a reaction so show that that Wednesday night really really hurt you guys as much as it hurt us and I think what we've seen um, with the Hearts game and the Hebs game on Wednesday 7 nothing aggregate so We've beat Edinburgh, as far as I'm concerned. Which um, is always nice. Which is always nice, absolutely. Frankie won't agree. Frankie's in the background <laughs> on the production. You know, he's fit that He's way, definitely not agree. coming back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that the overarching thing for me is that we, we've seen that there is a, there's a recovery there. They, they've got over the, the shock of, of the night at Celtic Park and they have, um, aye, they've, they've started to, to pick themselves up and pull the pieces back together a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, 
in terms of the score, it wasn't as convincing. But in terms of the performance, uh, I, I would say it was certainly as equal as, as convincing. The man of the moment, though, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's it's Alfie, you know, another another goal, a, a great goal, good move, fantastic pass from Tav. We'll come on and speak about him in a minute. But I. I I would argue that there is a case to say he's, he's in the form of his life in terms of his career at Ibrox at the moment. You know, his link-up play, his, his mobility, he looks trimmer, he looks hungry, yep. and he's scoring all the time. You, I mean, you're expecting him, you're going into games expecting him to score. I think the the one thing that you've kind of picked up that I agree is he's, he's leaner, he looks a lot fitter. Um, the, the sort of Giovanni regime seems to have knocked a bit of stone the half off of him. Uh He's playing out his skin just now. I think the only other time that I could maybe say that he was maybe playing better, Colin, indeed, maybe the a couple of years ago when they were in the Europa League and we were progressing yeah. there and he scored the, the two headers in final. Yeah, that was a night. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. May's life back yeah. then. I would say he's on the verge of of bettering that. Back then he was he was kind of linked to teams left, right and centre and there was almost a, an expectancy when he was playing he was going to play that little better particularly in the European games however now there's no one really sniffing around him so what we're seeing is an Alfredo Morelos that is purposely trying to make himself better no one can come and sign him just now so yeah. the, his performances are, are very much um, I think down to new regime maybe some um, some work that he's doing with Roy Mackay in the background that we're not seeing but as as a support as a club, um, we're certainly seeing the benefit of them. Yeah, the, the Roy McKay thing's interesting because me and my mate were, were talking about this today. Actually, sort of messaged me, sort of saying, you know, would you, would you think the difference between Morelos now and, and under Gerard? Because he had, I mean, don't get me wrong, he was still scoring and he was still an important player, but there was no doubt that his performance levels had dropped and his waistline had certainly expanded. Yes, <laughs> uh, and and the sort of the notion that. that that's been sort of passed about as, you know, Gio speaks uh, fluent Spanish, Roy McKay speaks fluent Spanish, that's the difference. But it was pointed out to me today, and I didn't notice that Michael Beale apparently speaks fluent yeah. Spanish. Right. So uh, to me, at that point, I was like, well, you would maybe have to look at Roy McKay as the man that's the difference here. He must be the guy that's that's got uh, Morelos, you know, kick-started again and firing in all cylinders. Because as we've said, you know, leaner, hungrier, you know, just... His link-up play, everything about him, the new, and it's night and day compared to you know some of the performances he, he put in under Gerard, and and certainly night and day from that performance he put in against Hibs yeah. in the semi-final uh, the, the the league cup. So uh, to me, it is Roy McKay. Is that is that how you view it as well? I I think it's got a, a big part to play in it. I really do. I mean, one of the things that I, I I actually saw on Thursday yesterday, um. He made something like just under 50 successful passes outside the 18-yard box on Wednesday night. So if you remember right, previously we had um, part of the support were a bit disgruntled because of uh, part of the, the latter part of the Stephen Gerrard regime. He was dropping deep and we were losing the influence that he was doing inside the 18-yard box. Now we're seeing him do both, both do both yeah. really well. Um, I mean, I think it, it's either nine and eight or eight and nine something like that from a goal scoring perspective and he's doing a lot of handiwork outside the box he's, he's helping the midfielders um, listen he's, he's the jewel in the crown as far as I'm concerned if, uh, he's, we're obviously going into an important six months because he's out of contract next summer I'm sure it is so you would like to think that Ross Wilson's um, speaking to the women with the balloons about trying to keep him around for another couple of years for sure uh, Special mention for Tav I think uh, he got the penalty scored 
the assist. I, I, I've not heard too many people talk about that pass, but I, it's a great pass. Different you know, class. And, and, and Morelos, his first touch takes him away for the defender. You know, in, in a season where he has faced a little bit of criticism, Tav, you know, his numbers are still incredible. And, and you know, he does, he deserves a, 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 lot of, a lot of praise because he's, he's been with us through all the dark times. You know, he's, yep. he's, he's captained us to the title. He still gets scrutiny and, and a bit of stick. I'm guilty of giving him a bit of stick sometimes, but his numbers and he, he just keeps going. You know, he's a, he's a consistent performer with, with the goals and assists. I think in modern times, he's a he's a really phenomenal captain. He is the he's the epitomization of a modern day fullback. I can remember when I was growing up, and I'm still growing up a little bit. The the fullbacks <laughs> effectively were um, defenders first and foremost. So you defend. Fullbacks nowadays are encouraged to be um, get up and go guys up either side. Do you know what I mean? Improve your assists. Do you know what I mean? Try and get in with the goal. Set pieces. Make sure you're involved. And Tavernier does that. Um, and he does it very, very well. I think one thing that we spoke about on, on this Zybrox, we've referred to maybe the scar tissue that James Tavernier's went through previously with the doings he took against Celtic under Warburton Kashina. He's been involved in that. And it, I think only last season we began to see a James Tavernier believe that, do you know what I mean? That's very much in the past. We can shelf yeah. that because I'm now beginning to, to get the better of these guys. Um, and I think in, in, in modern day times, we're really lucky to have him, a phenomenal captain. Um, and he's someone that you would you would rely on. He always puts himself there. I mean, if he if he's a dodgy pass, Disney Hyde, he's looking for the pass again, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that's a quality that we should um, we should expect at the very least in our captain. Yeah, I mean, when you, you talk about uh, you know, fullbacks had passed. I mean, I grew up with Stuart Monroe and Gary Stevens, really. That was my two sort of when I first started going to the games. And Gary Stevens chipped in with odd goal, I'll give him that. Stuart Monroe, I'd <laughs> just, no chance. Just, you know what I mean? I, th- I think I can remember him scoring one at Tanadice. I think that's about it. Uh, and when he scored, I think I think he looked more surprised than anybody else, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it just was a done thing. Uh, whereas, as you say now, you know, when you look at, especially under Stevie, Stevie G, you know, the fullbacks were asked to get forward a lot. And Tav has, you know, whatever he gets asked to do, he, he does it well. He has his moments and he gets his criticism. Sometimes, you know, it's deserved, but it should always be constructive. And, and I think he, he certainly deserves a special mention because that pass the other night there was oh, phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, right. Uh, Scott, on to tomorrow, and in bringing back uh, some horrible memories. Uh, <laughs> you know, 2012, I, the, the game at Ibrox. I was looking, I was looking at it today. Uh, the day I thought it was sort of earlier on in the season, but it was the 9th of March. It's one of the, the the few times I can count and on on the fingers on one hand how many times I've left Ibrox early, and that was one of the days when we got beat two one for and we went two nothing down on in the second goal. I was just like, I've had enough of this. And it was just, you know, it wasn't just that day. It was everything that had just piled yeah. up. And the minute that second goal went in, I was like, I'm done with this. And I went into Glasgow with my mate and went to the horseshoe bar to drown my sorrows. And forgot about it. And forgot about <laughs> it. And, you know, it, it is a, it's a sort of, you know, when I saw us coming out in the heart with Brianna and it was like, oh my God, I remember those days. I, the, the fact that we're going there as champions, though, this is, this is me trying to put a, a sort of positive spin on it. You know, the fact that we're going there as champions, part of me is thinking, you know what, we should be driving down in that team bus tomorrow with that SPL trophy sitting in the right front the of the front. bus going, <laughs> going, that's us, we completed the journey. You know what I mean? We were back here, you know, 10 years ago, nine years ago, whatever it was, 
we completed the journey and as it, it, it does feel i mean i know it's, it should be viewed as a sort of fairly routine fixture you know we, we should get through fairly comfortably yeah. but there also as a, a wee feeling it's quite a poignant fixture as well because it, it certainly made me think of the journey that we've been on over the last sort of 10 years so listen i'll tell you something before i go into that i'll tell you one thing we played um the last time we were at Gallabank was january 2013 i've got the team that played that afternoon so we won 3-1 that day neil alexander Darren Cole, right back, Chris Hegarty and Ross Perry in the centre of the part, centre of defence, Lee Wallace at left back. A midfield three of Kyle Hutton, Ian Black, and Robbie Crawford, David Templeton down the left, Andy Little down the right, and Fran Sandaza up oh, top. Jesus. Now the bench that day, the bench that day was Blair Curry. I'm sure the, the, the goalkeeper was Blair Curry. I can't remember if it was Blair or Max, it was one or two. Seb Four. Forty, oh, sorry. Aye, aye, aye. Fraser he was, he was Brazilian, wasn't he? He was Brazilian. <laughs> uh, French. No, he's French. Was he French? Mike Cribari was the Brazilian. He was, guy. He was a Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. The second worst Brazilian ever to play in the country. <laughs> um, Barry Mackay and, and Kane Hemmings. So that that was the last time we went to Gallabank, that was who we took down there and we won. So, do you yeah. know what I mean? Great. However, this time we're going down there, an entirely different beast yeah. with guys on loan from Juventus and, and Manchester United. It speaks absolutely to your point that um, the journey, while it's been testing, um, you could argue that it's taken longer than we originally intended. Um, however, we go down there as champions and do you know what I mean? we're renewing some um, acquaintances when we're down there. I think it's a game we should we should look forward to. There's a wee bit of romance that um, yeah. we take down there in the Scottish Cup. And um, listen, it's a plastic pitch which gives me the fear I'll yeah. be brutally honest with you. And I think we've got a lot of decisions to make as far as team selection is concerned for guys coming back, for guys needing some um, some match time in their legs. Um, however, we've big games coming up, Colin. So I, I wonder how important it is just to almost take that risk to give the guys time in their legs so that they could be available for the Dortmund doubleheaders and the games that are coming yeah, up thick coming and fast. Up. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, what you're saying there about, you know, looking forward to the fact, I kind of am, apart from the fact that it's on Premier Sport, because <laughs> I've lost count how many times I've subscribed and unsubscribed to this yep. mob, honestly, God, uh, and I don't want to do it tomorrow, I'm desperately trying to find a pub locally that's shown it, because I, I'm I'm loath to, to resubscribe, uh, but there is that, because I, one thing about being in the lower leagues and that journey that we took, it, it felt that there was a wee bit more respect from the other clubs than we get in in the top tier. You know what I mean, and yeah, yeah. and that was that was and, and there was also the sort of the, the, apart from a few clubs that missed us on the way up as they were coming down, we were passing them on the way up. You know, there was that sort of. I mean, you look at Queens Park for example. I mean, they they raked a fortune out of us playing them twice at Hamden. You know, so a lot of the clubs benefited from us going through that journey, and it did. Although it was painful, and, and although. It, if I was faced with the choice, I wouldn't choose to do it. There was some positives out of it. So there, yeah. there is, as much as the memories and some of the names you, you rhymed off in that team there, just sent shudders through me. But <laughs> there was also a nice part of it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I some of the names, I mean, there's some guys that wouldn't get near our B team now. I genuinely yeah. believe that. I, I think some of these guys were were played because they were, they were there at the time. Some have went on, some will still be playing for sure. I think, um, Chris Hegarty, I think, is still playing um, in the Northern Irish League. Um, but there's guys there that effectively disappeared. Do you know what I mean? Ross Perry yeah. Yeah. disappeared. Yeah. Um, 
Ian Black thankfully disappeared. <laughs> um, uh, Robbie Crawford, I'm sure, is, is playing his trade um, somewhere in the States now. So all these guys went to have relatively decent careers. However, we're so much better now and we're in such a better place now. Um, and do you know what I mean? Like it or not, the game tomorrow should be a finale. Anything less and him, Gio's got troubles. Yeah, yeah. One fond, well, I say fond, one sort of funny memory I have of the journey. Uh, and it might have been Anne, and I can't remember the ground, but me and my mate were, we, we were playing away from home. Me and my mate went out to watch the game uh, in a pub somewhere. And Lee Wallace was taking a throw in. And I kid you not, this is true. And the camera was looking down the line and there was like a wee clubhouse and behind it, there was a rakey wheelie bins and the council were <laughs> emptying the wheelie bins, right? <laughs> the bin men were there. And I was like to my mate, if that doesn't tell you where Rangers are right now, then nothing so, does. You know, as Lee Wallace is taking a throw in, the bins are getting emptied in the background. Uh, right, but back to today and, and the here and now. Some some sort of disappointing and, and uh, bad news today about Yanis Hadji. Now, we knew he was out for a while, but... Gio basically confirmed he's not going to be back in time for the start of next season. It looks like sort of September time, October time. And that's really bad news because, I mean, he is someone, I think, who sort of, you know, he splits supporters, some like him, some don't. I've always really liked the guy. I, I think he's yeah. a really, really intelligent footballer, hardworking, still a bit raw and, and you know, needs to sort of learn uh, here and there. But I, I, And he was also one I felt that we would maybe get a profit from at some point in the future yeah. you know and obviously something like this knocks that back maybe a year or two you know what I mean he's going to have to get back in the team he's going to have to get fit back in the team become established again and then then see what he is I think he's someone that um, well I think we'll miss him now between now and the end of the season I actually wonder if the Darren Ramsey transfer loan would have happened if Hadji had they picked up such a devastating injury to be perfectly honest with you Um We'll miss him. There's, there's no two ways about it. I think he's got the ability that um, no one else has to, to sort of drift in for the right-hand side and become a problem playing behind a front man. Um, whereas anyone that we've maybe got playing down the right-hand side, you're, you're kind of the, the right-wingers to all intents and purposes, you're Scott Wright. So, um, perhaps Aribo could, could do something similar. His assists last season were excellent. Um, his numbers last year generally were, were very, very good, but it's disappointing to know that he's going to miss... I mean, you think about it, September, he misses the, the rest of this season, he misses a full pre-season. You wonder if you if there's a better chance of seeing a real fit, rearing to go Yanis Hadji until, goodness me, yeah, the end um, of 2022, yeah. which is just horrible. For him in the first instance, it's terrible. Um, of course, he's going to miss the Champions League group games, which will be a real pain in the arse um, because you want to have him there because he's, he's one of our big players. But yeah. I think you're right in what you say as well. He's certainly one of these guys that, long-term business model and all that, um, he's someone that you would make a profit on. Yeah, uh, it's a shame for I, I, I hear a lot of people giving him a bit of stick. Uh, one of my mates, he, he started to come around to him, but initially he was like, I just don't get what this guy does. But I, I think that you made a very good point there. His numbers all stack up. So I think he's one of these players that's very underappreciated. He does yeah. things in a very sort of under-the-radar kind of way. You know what I mean? And, and it's only when you actually look at his numbers, the assists, the goals, and the sort of impact that he has in games, that you think, no, actually, this guy is contributing. We, we just I, don't know it. Yeah, and in a similar way to to Tavernier, in, in exactly the same manner that he gets stick back and forward, these two guys are guys that you don't actually realise the impact that they have 
on games and on seasons until they're away playing with someone else. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's important that Hadji's another one, by the way, that I'm sure is out of contract next summer. So Ross Wilson better get his pencil sharpened because he's going to be really busy this summer generally, yeah. I think. Um, regardless of whether we win the, the league or not, there's a, a big, big rebuild coming at Ibrox in the summer. Um, and guys like Hadji, and as we previously, previously mentioned, Morelos, they have to be top of that list and, and getting extensions on there. On the positive news, uh, it feels like one in, one out, so to speak. So we've lost Hadji for the foreseeable one coming in tomorrow who's been out for a long time, uh, and Philip Holander. I mean, I, I don't think he's in the European squad. I don't think he'll feature against Dortmund, but a big, big boost for, for, for the run-in, you know, because he has... He's, I think he's such a good defender and uh, positionally he just knows where to be. I get that he's a bit slow and, you know, you, you, you don't want him in a sort of a 50-50 in terms of a sprinting for the ball with a striker yeah, yeah. or something like that. But he, he very, like Davey Weir, he very rarely gets into those situations because he's so clever positionally. Yeah. One fear I do have is one that you've mentioned. I'm, I'm looking at tomorrow and knowing the sort of... He was always kind of managed around playing on artificial surfaces. I'm thinking, is, is tomorrow the best day, really, to bring him back on a, on a plastic pitch? So I'll, I'll tell you from a personal perspective, I would like to see him get a run out tomorrow. Um, however, I think I'd feel better bringing him on with maybe 15 minutes or so to go. I don't know if I would fancy playing him the full game, playing him for the start when Annan maybe fancy the Alamo bit and just throw bodies yeah. in there. All I'll need is someone to bang into him awkwardly and he's down, he's out for goodness knows how long. I'm a huge fan of um, Hollander. I actually think he's the best defender we've got. You can see that he has... Um, played his trade for a good couple of seasons prior to coming to Ibrox in Italy. He just has that um, very relaxed way of of going about his job. He's a defender you can trust, Colin. Um, and I think when he plays alongside Goldson, I think they look really good together. There's a balance there that I don't think we see with anyone else. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of Balogun. However, there's obviously a concern about his reliability over injuries concerned. Um, and Bassey, I like Bassey in there at, at centre-half. However, I think there's a concern over whether he's better left-back or that left-sided centre-half. Yeah. you need we need to get him back, I, I think, is, is clearly the message. Playing 90 minutes on a plastic pitch, playing an hour on a plastic pitch, I'm not sure will be great for him after the injury he's had. It was such an, an innocuous injury as well. You know, yeah. the, it, was, it was at St. Johnston, wasn't it? You know, yeah. just, it didn't look that serious and... And then we lose them for what, the best part of four months, five months. And yeah, I must admit, I do have a slight bit of the fear when it comes to playing them again tomorrow. I, I, I'm sure I saw someone say today that was at the press conference, I think it might have been Derek Clark, saying that Gio had confirmed he was starting, he would he would start the game. But I've read elsewhere that it was ill feature. So I'm not quite sure. I would, like you, I would prefer he featured. Uh, you know, yeah, the last 20 minutes, hopefully when the game's done. Yeah. And as you say, he's just coming on to get minutes in the legs. Who Another would you start one, in the back line tomorrow, Colin? Uh, let me think. Uh, it's an interesting one. David Wren messaged me earlier on the day saying, who would you go with tomorrow? I think Sands will get a run out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I think Goldson will start as always. I, th- I think it could be Borna, Sands, Goldson, Tav. Yeah. Oh, they went Nathan Parson, but obviously he's not here anymore. Yeah. Or oh, the Polish guy. 
Yeah, I see the I see the Polish guy yeah. because I, I've, I'm not actually nailed the pronunciation. His surname just yeah, yet. No, that is, listen, that, that, that's the worst thing about presenting a pod. <laughs> by the way, see when you see when we sign boys with bloody Zs and Ws, and I mean they're like, so no, I, I don't I, know where to go with this. Listen, I'm with you. I I think um I would go Tav right back, Goldson. I would play Sands, and I would play. I actually think I would start Barisic at left back um, tomorrow because um, his head's gone. Yeah. I, I, I think there's an opportunity for his morale to maybe slowly drift up. We've got big games coming up. We can't be carrying players. We can't be carrying guys that maybe have their heads in other places. Um, and I think there's an opportunity for Barisic morale to be improved tomorrow. So I would start him at left back tomorrow. For yeah. Sure. Well, I was, I, I mean, in the immediate aftermath of the, 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 that night, uh, I was like, I, I, I don't want because I think Bonner struggled for a while. Yeah, uh, I think, I think, if I'm being honest, I think that that sort of situation that happened in Celtic Park that night's been coming with Bonner. Yeah. I think he was targeted that night. He, he just didn't look confident. And we've been here before. Ian Duff made a good point on on Sunday's show that we've been here before with Bonner. You know, he, he obviously has a confidence player, but because of the nature of the defeat, because of the nature of that third goal, I was like, ah, I'd be quite happy if he didn't play for Rangers again. But you're right. We'll need him at some point, you know. What I mean, course, he's still absolutely. here. He's, you know, if, if Bassi's our first choice left back, then fine, that's how it is. But there's every chance we're going to have to rely on him at some point. So tomorrow is, as you say, a good opportunity to get him in. Uh, it's, it's it's what me and my mate used to do. The fives when I worked in Cumbernauld. There was a Wednesday game and it was a Friday game. The Wednesday game was good standard. The Friday yeah. game was was a shitter. <laughs> and if you were struggling, if you were struggling on the Wednesday game with your form. You would go to the Friday game to rattle in a few goals <laughs> get and get the confidence up. You know what I mean? And build, build your confidence up again and go again on the Wednesday. So, yeah, it's, as you say, it's a good opportunity to get him in, get that game a couple of weeks ago, out his system, get him yeah. playing again, because you never know. We, we'll probably need to rely on him at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, on to the, the, the Welshman, on to Aaron Ramsey, another one who, I saw him get a bit of stick a little in this week, actually. I had to, I had to laugh at that. <laughs> uh, he's played what, two 15-minute cameos and yeah. uh, some some punters are, are not very happy. I mean, I, I always felt he, he would have a, a slow introduction to, to his Rangers career. You know, I, I know there's, you know, we're, we're approaching March and all the rest of it, but still plenty of time, plenty of games for him to, to have an influence on. Again, talk today in the press conference for Gio that he'll, he'll feature at some point. Again, I'm getting a bit of the fear given his, his injury history and plastic pitches and all that kind of thing. But having said that, I'm desperate to see him just yeah. come on and, and show what he's got. Uh, so I, I think this, there's two arguments to this, I think, Colin. I think in the first instance, you, you clearly don't want him to play, get injured and then have a setback because you're only here until May. However... Do you want to see Arn Ramsey play against Dortmund? I think yeah. the answer to that is yes. I think we need him in our eleven for the for the Dortmund game in Germany, because um, I think he would make a difference. The only reason, or the only way that Ramsey can start, I think, in Germany, is if he gets at least an hour under his belt tomorrow afternoon, and it may be painful um, for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I think he, I think he has to start tomorrow. And do you know what I mean? Let's be honest; everyone will be shitting themselves because if he goes down, any challenge a 50-50 it'll be jump behind the couch stuff. You'll just be hoping yeah. he gets up and he's okay. Um, but you want him to play. I would love to see him. And I, you know, I think part of me still finds it a wee bit hard to get my head around that we've actually brought in Arn Ramsey. It seems so. Um, a little time ago, you're watching him on on match of the day. 
sort of cutting up for Arsenal in the in the, in the Premiership down there. Um, he, he was doing that when Ross Perry was cutting it off for us, <laughs> wasn't he? Probably the best it. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, listen, he's, he's a, a wonderful talent. We're really yeah. lucky to have him, but I think we're now at the stage where we want to see him a wee bit more, and that has to start tomorrow for me. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of just slightly moving off the, 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 the Annan game and looking towards Dortmund, how are you feeling about that? Because I've been watching, not I've not been watching their games, but I've been looking out for the results. Yep. And they've been, they're not in the best of form at the moment. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, because my biggest fear was when the draw was made that the, the away leg was first. Yep. You know, when you're thinking if, if we have a bad night over there, we're going to the second leg, we're pretty much done. You know yep. what I mean? I, I want I want the tie to be wide open coming to Ibrox so that, you know, you get that big European atmosphere. We could maybe have an impact that way, get behind the, get behind the players. And you just never know. You get you get an early goal, and all of a sudden things are things are uh, wide open again. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think we could we could actually go there and come away with a decent result because they they aren't in the best of form at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think listen, the the, the obvious argument is if if someone offers you a nil nil right now, you absolutely take it because at home, European game at Ibrox, you. You fancy your chances against them. I don't think Haaland has been playing of late, no, no, which is, is, is clearly huge for them. He, he's a big deal for them, but that works for us as well because you wouldn't like to be going into the Dortmund game where Roof is your main guy up front or Cedric Itten is your main guy up front. So both teams have got talismans up front. We need to hope that we keep our one um, well and safe and continuing in the form he's in and they can do as they please as far as I'm concerned if Haaland yeah. doesn't fit I'll be delighted but I would love to rock up to Ibrox and see Haaland playing because he's he's such a he's a global phenomenon he'll know about Dortmund next season that's for sure but to, to see him at Ibrox would be great however I want to see my team win first and I want to see them put out these big teams in European competition and I think if we can get a, a draw across there we can give them a right good go at Ibrox without question it's a double-edged sword with Haaland, isn't it? Because you want to see him. You want to see. I mean, I mean, the ideal scenario is beating them with him in the team. Yeah. But you know, if if the if the tie from the the home leg is sort of quite well balanced and we've got a chance, you do you do you want you don't want him in the team. But I, but I want to see him. If you know what I mean, that, 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 that's what I'm in it for a minute. You see these players. I think you're desperate to see these big players at Ibrox because yeah. you're very aware that they may be the only opportunity you get to see them. Yeah. Um, I'll re- remember. Um, Walter Smith speaking about how um, one of the teams he regretted never facing at Ibrox um, was Real Madrid. Yeah, something about that famous sort of white kit rocking out, and of course we we played them in the summer past there. Um, so it's a once in a lifetime thing to see these big players rocking up at Ibrox for ninety minutes. However, um, if we were to knock out Borussia Dortmund, it's a huge, huge scalp. And what a listen, what a what a good bit off knocking Dortmund out of the Europa League, let's be honest. But I, I completely agree with you. I think if we can get a result in Germany, the landscape changes a little bit and I think the 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 favour falls um, onto our lap and it's down to what we do at home as opposed to what, what's happened uh, away from home. Right away from the Bundesliga and back to uh, <laughs> back to Anna and Athletic. Back to Galabank. <laughs> only, only Scottish football could, could, could give you those two ties in the same week. Uh, I mean, as, as we were sort of hinting at earlier on, alluding to earlier on, there's a, there's, a, there's a good opportunity to give some fringe players 
bit of game time tomorrow. Uh, I would, I think, I'd, I'd expect Roof to start. You know, as you were saying earlier on, Sands, these these type of guys, and it's good as you say that the, the, the run in that that it's obviously going to be nip and tuck this this yeah. title race. You know, what I mean, it's it's, it's not going to be one on March the seventh as it was last year. Correct. It's good to to get these boys in on it because as as we were saying about Borna, we'll we'll rely on them at some point. They'll need to come in at some point and do and do a job for us. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's, it's one of the main reasons that Geo has got such a big squad and the bodies that moved out in January were almost so minimal. We never really moved out anyone in January. Um, Barker obviously disappeared. Um, but we never we never moved on anyone, I think, based on the, the fact that, do you know what I mean, we've got big games coming up. And the league even at that point was, I mean, I know we were, sort of five, six points clear and now we're looking up the table as opposed to looking down um, but there's, there's no doubt that the squad remains as large as it is because of the big games that, that we have coming up um, and perhaps because of maybe potential rotation that Giovanni sees looking ahead in the fixture list um, I mean, it, it was probably surprising to many that guys like Simpson never moved on in January don't be surprised if he rocks up at, at Annan tomorrow in some way, shape or form Um so I think that's the reason that he's he, he's kept a, a big squad. Up top, you're looking at guys like Ahmad tomorrow, I think, getting a run out. Um, I would imagine guys like Scott Wright would be in the yeah. bench. Iten would 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 be in the bench as well. Um, but interesting to see if some of the young guys get a bit of a run out tomorrow. I'd be keen to see Alex Lowry at some point again. Um, was really, really good um, when he, he, he came off the bench in the Stirling Albion tie and, of course, sort of put us on our way to the to the, the tie tomorrow so um, it would be it would be quite nice to to see him at, at some point tomorrow and what a, what a moment for him you know six months yeah. ago um, not training with the first team squad tomorrow potentially playing in centre midfield with Aaron Ramsey well, well, G, well Gio did say that didn't he he said in his press conference today you know he, he's taking the established stars but also taking a few of the young boys yeah and it is the Dutch way and you know they, they they are very much right if you're good enough you, you're getting chucked in to see if you can cope with it so and we saw that with Lowry you know what I mean that was very much I mean I know it, it, it came about with, with Haji's injury but yeah. the fact that he was in the squad at all and sitting on Absolutely. the bench and the fact when Haji went down Gio wasn't afraid to say right well son this is your chance on you go more so when I, you I, got I, think, guys I think like... we will see some young boys tomorrow I mean, I mean, what you say is absolutely right. The fact that Gio's sort of called Alex Lowry over and put him on when guys like Lundstrom, yeah. sit, who incidentally is in a cracking vein of form, yeah. I think, you know, you, what we have just now, and this speaks to the point about us having such a large squad, Colin, we've got guys that are in really good form just now. Do you drop them for tomorrow? And then their next competitive game after that is in Germany against Borussia Dortmund? Or do you want them to try and maintain the form that they've got? Lundstrom's a classic case in point bombed by all accounts. Steven Gerrard signing doesn't really seem to be anywhere near the the facade of the the the, the top eleven players that, that Van Bronckhorst was picking. Before you know it, out his skin against Hearts, out his skin against Hibs and he's got he's one of these in. midfield jerseys to his own, you know? Yeah. We've spoken about Lunchroom a few times on the show and it feels like this is his third rebirth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's like he's he's came in and struggled, then he had a few good games, and then yeah. everybody wanted him in, and then he's just fell out. So, yeah, it's good to see, but we'll see who's in tomorrow. I, I think a couple of the younger boys will, will, will get a wee run out tomorrow. Uh, final point, Scott, before we wrap up for tonight, I, I was having a wee look at sort of Annan's form at the moment. Not very good. They're sitting third yeah. uh, in League Two at the moment. 
Uh, the manager, uh, I've got his name here, Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy, yeah. Yeah, manager of the month for December, 100% win record. They, they, they thumped Kelty Hearts 5-1 on a great run, but January, not not been so good. No. Uh, they, they've struggled this month so far. I mean, even if they were in sort of December's form, you know, you would, you would hope that, and you would think that Rangers have got enough in the tank to make this a comfortable game. Now, I, I, we've, we've been here before, you know the, the amount of times I've watched Rangers against lower league teams, and it's it's never quite how you, you hope it would go. And sometimes it gets a wee bit nervy there, a wee bit up for it, uh, and we're maybe just like ah, a bit slacker than normal. But even if that is the case, you would think that Rangers would get through fairly comfortably tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're looking for tomorrow in the first instance is the the sorry same professionalism that we've seen with the last two games against against Hearts and Hibs. Um, the the guys that I've took to the pitch have went out and, and dealt with these games really, really professional and you would expect them to do um, exactly the same tomorrow, regardless if it's Anne in their plane or if it's Celtic that are wandering out of the tunnel. Um, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in for every game you're playing in, you're playing for a medal. And I think it's vitally important that these Rangers players understand what it's like to have medals in their cabinets when they retire. At the moment, some of them have only got one. Some of them maybe don't have any. Yeah. Um, so it's a Scottish Cup. There's a chance to get a medal there come May. So, you know, take it seriously. It doesn't matter where they're playing, Division 2, 1, whatever. Just, you know what I mean? Do your job and it should take care of itself. Yeah, and we've got such an atrocious record in the Scottish Cup at the moment as well. That it's, you know, you want to you want to be in that. I mean, the quarter the quarterfinal draws on Monday. Uh, got to be in there and then, and then take it on to the next stage. 100%. I mean, I, I, as I say, there's one trophy's already gone this year. And um, when you look back to that dreaded day at Hamden when, when Hibs really gave us a, a bit of a going over, that was a missed opportunity for these guys. Yeah. They, they must remember how they felt that Sunday afternoon. They must remember how they felt. The previous seasons when things haven't went according to plan, you look at St Mirren um, when we went to Love Street and the Zungu game, Goodness me, there's an opportunity to get into a final. So they, they have to see the game tomorrow as another opportunity to add to a medal collection that some of them may not already have. And do you know what I mean? For me, it's all about the professionalism that they show as a as a group tomorrow. They should take care of Annan quite comfortably. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Hopefully that's the case anyway. Remember, half five on Premier Sports. <laughs> uh, if you're not going to the game, that is. Right, a big thanks to Scott for his contribution there, for his debut. Uh, very impressive stuff. And he's hosting uh, a week on Sunday. Uh, so it looks like the option to buy might have been uh, triggered. <laughs> I don't know. So he's hosting uh, a week on Sunday. This Sunday, uh, Ross is hosting. He's on with uh, Dougie and Stuart Weir. Uh, we were live tonight, guys. Uh, we're live on a Friday night, uh, but the, the show will be available to uh, download and stream on a variety of platforms tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all your usual places. Uh, as I said, a big thanks to Scott. Uh, and in the meantime, get yourself onto the JersNet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. It's easy for me to say. Right, guys, that's me. I'm away from my Chinese now. So until next time, bye for now.